Family, we're on to part two. We're in the series, The Survival Kit. And listen, I am so excited about sharing today's message with you. Listen, I need you to go right now. Grab your notes because we're going to talk about something that I think needs to be spoken of more often in the church than we do. And I hope that you'll believe me when I say to you that what I'm going to be sharing with you is in fact the gospel. Some of you may walk away saying, Pastor, today you sounded like a motivational speaker and not a gospel preacher. But can I tell you this? I think we need more motivational speakers in pulpits today using the good news of the gospel. Sometimes when you hear the gospel, it equates to bad news. But I want to encourage someone today. We're going to motivate you because today's subject is staying true to you being who God created you to be. And I'm going to show you the importance of that. It is so critical as a part of your survival kit that you remain true to your authentic self, your unique self. The Bible teaches us that we are fearfully and wonderfully, every single one of us, wonderfully made and known unto God are all His works. And our soul knows that God has done a good job making you and I. Can I do something for you? And remember, get those notes. And this message is one that I need you to share. Share with people that don't know God. Share with people that you work with, people who are even enemies with you. They need to know how to be true to who they are. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're on the journey of surviving and making it home. I want to do something before we start. And listen, at the head of each section, there are three sections to this message. I'm going to invite everyone to jump over into the chat and we together, we're going to make some declarations about ourselves and we're going to be bold. It's not idolatry. It's not self-worship, but we're going to declare some things about ourselves. It's going to be anthropological love. We're going to love ourselves the way God intended us to love ourselves. Now listen, I want to read the preface or the preamble of today's message. I want to read it for you so that you'll get a sense of why it's important. And in the Word of God, I'm going to go to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 3. And there I'm going to talk just a little bit about the experience of three young men. They're in fact teenagers. We call them the Hebrew boys, but they're in fact young teenagers taken out of Israel in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, transported to Babylon as slaves, believe it or not. And these young boys, they remain true to their authentic self. In fact, when we talk about them in Daniel chapter 3, it's that story of the great image that Nebuchadnezzar builds and desires everyone to bow and to genuflect before the image. Notice there's an image and everyone, everyone is bowing and pledging obeisance and whatever it may be to that particular image. But these three boys, they decide that they're going to be true to their authentic self. And a subset of this message is, don't bow. Be you. Don't bow. Don't bow to the images of culture. Just be you. When we talk about these boys, we tend to call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the truth of the matter is, that is not even their real names. Their names are Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Notice they have Hebrew names because they're, they are Hebrew boys. And their names, in fact, when you see those things like Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, those are called theophoric names 
because in their names, there's a connection to their God, Mishael, who is like God. And they are connected to their God and their authentic self. And that's why they tell Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow. The God that we serve, he is able to deliver us out of your hands. And even if he does not deliver us, we know that he can and he will. But if he chooses not to, that's his sovereign prerogative. We are not going to bow. In other words, we want to stay true to our authentic selves. And that's how you survive. And you know what happened? They were thrown into the fiery furnace and there God met them as they remained true. And I think there's a revelation in that. The more authentic we are with ourselves, the more of a revelation of the one who made us we will get. And ultimately they're delivered from the fire and they become prominent in Babylon because they remain true to who they were. Listen, listen to this. This is actually the preamble. I want to read it for you. Listen, an essential tool within the survival kit is self-awareness and the confidence that this knowledge brings. Listen, on the journey home, knowing who you are is half the battle. I want to repeat that again. On the journey to the finish line, knowing who you are is half the battle. Well, today we're going to focus on the freedom, the power, and the wonderful discoveries that come with the knowledge of self. You see, when we are truly self-aware, knowing both who we are and whose we are, we are then free to become. And I want you to know that when you know who you are, when you know who you truly belong to, you are liberated to become all that he has created you to become. And it is this freedom that keeps you and I from bowing to the false and superficial images of the day. These are elusive images that are constantly changing and they keep us in an endless cycle of self-ignorance while we genuflect before the trends and the norms of current culture. I want you to know that this message is simple. Don't bow. Stay true to who you are. Now let's begin. Part one, I want to show you. This is important. It begins by teaching you this. It's important that you know you, that you know who you are. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the chat right now. Here's the first declaration that we're going to make. I like me. I want you to write that in the chat. I like me. And I'm going to show you why that's important. It's part of knowing who you are. Remember I told you, you're going to say, Pastor, you sound like a motivational speaker. But I'm going to show you why self-love is important. And I'm going to show you how self-hate is in fact God-hate. And I want to show you that how you see yourself sends a message about how you think God did when it came, when it comes to making or designing or creating you. If you see yourself as someone that's great, if you see yourself as someone that's wonderful, marvelously made, then what you're saying to God is, you did a good job. But if you don't see yourself like that, you're sending another, another message to God and God does not make any mistakes. So let's talk about knowing you. Let's begin like this. The first thing is important. Step one, knowing God is critical to knowing ourselves. In fact, the Bible teaches us that this is eternal life, that we might know God. And that is the first thing. In fact, I like to say it like this, knowing God is the root of all life. You see, if you're ever going to know yourself, it begins with knowledge of the one who created you. That's why Paul would say things like this, oh, that I might 
know him. You see, the knowledge of who I am is tied into the knowledge of who he is. And this is very, very important. There are people today trying to know themselves aside from knowing the one who created them. But who better it is to know first than the one who designed you, the one who wired you, the one who formed and fashioned you. So step one is knowing God. Pastor, how do I do that? Can I show you? It's very simple. I always like to simplify things. Do you know that accepting Jesus Christ into your life, making him a Lord of your life, opens the door to the knowledge of God? The Bible puts it like this. No man hath seen God at any time. Now that's powerful because somewhere in the Bible, we're told that certain men saw God. For instance, Jacob said, I saw God at a place called Peniel, face to face and I lived. Moses said, I went up and I saw God and my face was shining. Other men claim to have seen God. But here's what John is teaching us. John is actually showing us that no one has seen the fullness, the glory, the greatness of God. But listen, the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. If you want to know God, let Jesus show you who he is. That's his job. His job is to watch, exergete God, to lead God out so that you can know him. So watch, when you get to know Jesus, he leads you to the knowledge of who God is. And that's step one in knowing who you are. But listen to this, knowing God leads us nicely to step number two. And knowing us, knowing ourselves is in fact what I'm calling the second gift of, of life. You see, knowing God is the first gift of life in my estimation. There's no greater gift than the knowledge of God, but it flows nicely into step two. Knowledge of God leads me to the knowledge of self, and that is the second gift of life. Remember, I told you that knowledge of God is the root of life. Well, guess what? Knowledge of self is the fruit of life, because when you know God, it springs up a beautiful, beautiful, a beautiful tree producing the fruit of the knowledge of who you and I really are. So watch this now. Knowing God leads me and it should lead me to the knowledge of self. Sometimes I'm troubled because I see people who claim to know God but are still lost concerning who they are. And I wanna make the connection. There is no disconnect. When you know God, leading to that will be the knowledge of who you are. Now, here's why this is important. And remember, I told you, I like me and I want you to like you. Watch this, the knowledge of God and the knowledge of who you are. If you put those two things together, they will defeat all the images of the day. You see what the world does, and I've discovered this, the world has a way of releasing champions and the job of champions, believe it or not, is to influence people. And the goal of influence is to dis is discipleship. This is where you have a whole lot of people being like the champion, a whole lot of cookie cutter people following the image of the champion. But when you know God, when you know yourself, you and God together will defeat all the images of the day. So let's begin there. I need you to know with a surety, the God that you serve. And then I need you to know with confidence who you are. And I promise you this, as you come to the full knowledge of your authentic self, as you come to the full knowledge of the God who created you, you're going to shout, 
I like me because God does not make any mistakes. All of God's works are good works and glorious works, and there are no mistakes with God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that your soul, your innermost being of your mind, your heart, and your will, they know how wonderfully made you really are. Now, let's go to number two, because you see, after you know God and you know yourself, number two is simple. It's learning how to love you. And this is what I want you to write in the chat. Everyone, I want you to make this declaration. I love me. Now, that's important. Now, you may say, that sounds silly, Pastor. That's, you know, that's not something for me. I'm spiritual. But can I tell you this? There are many people today, both inside the body of Christ and outside, that do not love themselves. And that's a travesty because knowledge of self flowing from the knowledge of God should lead to both a love of God and a love of self. I've discovered this. It's important that you fall in love with yourself first before you fall in love with anyone else. And here's a promise in that after you fall in love with God, you should automatically fall in love with yourself and then it becomes easy for you to fall in love with others. But what I've discovered about falling in love with yourself first, if no one else loves you, you are guaranteed that one person will always love you, and that is you. Can I show you the importance of loving yourself? And this, I think, is so critical. And I'm going to show you three things, two things rather, that I need you to avoid as we strive for balance in all that we do. Here's the first thing. I want to encourage you to appreciate yourself. That's important. Appreciate you. In other words, be kind to yourself. This is important because healthy choices about yourself is in fact self-preservation. Be kind to yourself. Learn to appreciate yourself and to take care of yourself. Put yourself in the best environments. Make sure that you're putting the best things inside of you, both in your diet, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Learn how to appreciate yourself. And this is important. This is all about loving your neighbor as you love yourself. We have to learn how to appreciate ourselves to make sure that we are preserving ourselves through healthy choices. But number two is very important. I want you to learn how to admire yourself. Now you say, Pastor, you're, you're, you're tottering on adultery. No, I'm not. I need you to understand the importance of admiring yourself. In other words, be impressed with yourself. Be impressed with the job that God has done creating you. This is so, so important. Now, obviously, if you're overinflated with yourself and you're over obsessing with yourself, then you're borderlining idolatry. But being impressed with yourself is important. What are you saying? A healthy self-image is important. Can I show you something in the Word of God in the book of Numbers, chapter number 13? Again, using the children of Israel, that young nation that came out of Egypt, heading into the promise. Well, according to Numbers 13, Moses delegated 12 spies to go over into the land of Canaan to spy out the land. And as they went, they began to see the inhabitants of the land. And apparently there were giants in the land. But the Bible puts it like this. They said... We were grasshoppers in our own eyes, and so were we in the eyes of the giants. Can I show you this? And that's why it's important to be impressed with yourself. Watch this. How you see yourself 
determines how others see you. You say, well, no, they see me a certain way. In most cases, they're seeing you the way you see yourself. And the way you see yourself is exactly what you are projecting. And that's what they see. But here's what I want to, I want you to know. Part of loving yourself is being impressed with yourself. Remember, I told you this. Self-hate is, in fact, God-hate. When you hate yourself, you're saying, I hate God because it is God who has made you. But when you love yourself, you're saying, I love God because he's the one who has made me. In fact, we are his people and we're his workmanship. So be impressed with yourself. Be impressed with the gifts that God has given to you and how well those gifts flow through you as you submit yourself to God. Be impressed with the things that you are doing, the works of your hands. Be impressed with that. And in being impressed with what you're doing, that is another way of giving glory to the Creator. But the last one is very, very important. Part of loving yourself is learning how to address yourself, how to speak to yourself. And I want you to know this, it's important that you speak to yourself first because others will speak to you on whatever level. Correct yourself first. Give yourself advice first. Give yourself counsel first. Remember, you're in the image of God. You have relationship with God and the Holy Spirit of God is working inside of you. Speak to yourself. God has spoken once, twice have I heard it. Power belongs to God. Well, how did I hear it twice? I'll tell you, I heard it the first time God said it because I read it in the Bible. But the second time I heard it, I was talking to myself. So be quick to address yourself because if you don't, someone else is going to speak into your life. And I think no one is worthy of speaking into your life first, but you. Talk to yourself first. Tell yourself who you are. Tell yourself where you're destined to go. Tell yourself what you are going to accomplish. And by speaking, guess what happens? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word that lines up with the word of God. So as you're speaking it at the same time, you're also hearing it. Do you know there are people that address themselves in the wrong way? They begin to talk about themselves in a negative way. They say things like they're ugly or they're fat or they're this, they're dumb, they're stupid. And guess what? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by that word. And after a while, they begin to believe it. They then begin to project it. And others begin to see it on them and begin to speak it. And they say, someone's calling me dumb. Someone's calling me ugly. But you've already spoken that over your life. So here's my word of encouragement. Address yourself as you're admiring yourself, as you are appreciating yourself. Now watch this. I want you to do this for me. I want you to avoid, listen carefully, loving God and hating yourself. I want you to know that that is a contradiction. So let me repeat that. I want you to avoid loving God and hating yourself. That is a contradiction. If you love God, it only makes sense that you love yourself. Number two, I want you to avoid this. This is important. Hating God and loving yourself, that is carnality. Let me repeat that again. I want you to avoid hating God and loving yourself. That is the essence of carnality. But here's what balance says. Balance says, I love God and I love myself. And therefore, that is the reason why I can love others as I love myself. The second thing, after knowing you, 
is loving you. And remember, this is all a part of, a part of being true to who you are. It's a part of surviving and not bowing to the current images of the age. But listen, here's the last section. And this one, I think it's really the outflow of knowing you and loving you. Watch this. The last one is simple. I want to encourage you to be you. Now, this is so important. So, Pastor, I am me, but be careful. Sometimes you will find that you're not really being you, but you're being what you've been influenced by. You're being influenced by certain champions and trends. But I want you to think deeply about this and join me for one final declaration in the chat. Watch. I want you to write these words. I am me. That's important. I am me. This is all a part of being who I am. It's living your authentic self. It's being who you are. It's being Hananiah. It's being Azariah. It's being Mishael. But where? In Babylon. Though they're giving you other names, be true to who God has called you. And when presented with an image, I challenge you to stand in the face of that image and declare that you will not bow. Listen, here's why it's important to be your authentic you. It goes back to three things. Well, let me tell you what they are. The first one is design. The second one is develop. And the third one is determination. When you understand design, you will understand that there is no one on the planet that is like you, that you are unique. You see, God is not an assembly line worker. God is a master craftsman. He's not cookie cutting all of us. He doesn't have us all tall and slim. He doesn't, he's a master craftsman. And this is very, very important. You know, there are approximately 7 billion people on the planet and no one has your fingerprint because you are unique. That's design. And when you understand design, you will come to know your hidden uniqueness, that there's something about you that no one else can be. No one else has those qualities. No one else can become that. That is all a part of your design. And you need to know that. That is why I believe that one of the works of the flesh is emulation or copying. Because God is not into duplication. He doesn't make one of me and then down the road, another one of me. God does not duplicate. Even if there's a twin, there's something unique in that twin. Because God is a God who makes unique creations. He's a craftsman, I remind you, not an assembly line worker. And so when you decide to be you, you begin to explore your unique hiddenness, who you are, that uniqueness, that je ne sais quoi, something that no one can understand but you, no one can realize but you. And then from there, we move to development. This is where we begin to grow and reveal our uniqueness, we begin to express who we are. We begin to show people the glory of God. And believe it or not, it's when we are unique that people begin to see the power of God. In our uniqueness, the power of God is displayed. The fact that our God is a powerful God, that he makes wonderful creations, and there is none like us in all the earth. That has to do with developing. And that's the beautiful thing about being you. You're unpacking your uniqueness and others are seeing it and they're beginning to understand that there's something special about you. But lastly, watch this. You have to determine that your ultimate goal is the full expression of your uniqueness. This is where everyone sees the completed you, the authentic 
authentic you and you have to be determined. You see, if someone already exists, I don't really want to be the final expression of them. They've already done it. They've already expressed it. I don't need that. In fact, there's no challenge in being someone else. I just have to learn how to copy well. But here's the wonderful challenge, unfolding the unique expression, the sum total of my uniqueness, because I am prepared to be me. And that's what God expects. And when I am me, God gets the glory. He is magnified when I am me. So watch this. Number three, I want you to prepare to be you as part of the survival kit. And watch this. I also believe that when you are you, there are going to be people that will like you and people that will not like you. But that's okay. That's not really what matters. What matters is that you remember like you. What matters is that you love you. What matters is that you are becoming you. And ultimately in that dynamic, God falls in love over and over and over again with what he has created. That's what I want to tell you today. I hope it didn't sound like a motivational speech, but it is in fact the gospel. That's the good news. And it's because of that uniqueness. You know, God loves us so much. He loves what he created, even though we had fallen, even though we were marred. That's why he sent his son because he was in love with the uniqueness of what he created. And there is no way that God was going to create that vessel, though the vessel was marred in the potter's hand and throw the vessel away. But no, God said, I will make it again another because it's just that unique. I think it's time for us to do a quick review. Then we're going to pray. And then I'm going to release you to walk out into the world and be you, dress like you, speak like you, think like you, act like you, and let the world see the God who radiates through you, a unique, powerful, omnipotent God. Remember, number one, the beginning of life is knowing ourselves. It starts with knowing God. And from that, we flow into the knowledge of who we are. And if we put those two things together, I know God and he showed me who I am. Those two things will defeat all the images of the day. So I like me. I like what he's showing about me. And what I don't like, I present it back to him. And I ask him to clean this up as he reveals the deficiencies. But what he's showing me about the essence of who I am, I like that. And then number two, we move to loving ourselves. We begin to admire, to appreciate, and to address ourselves. We have healthy self-image. We make healthy choices to preserve ourselves. And we speak to ourselves and we speak over ourselves. Let me quickly say this before we run out of time. I would rather be the one to speak into my life than being quick to have others speak over me because they may not know me the way I know me and the way God is revealing. So I'm learning to speak to myself. I'll be quick to address myself because I love me. And finally, I made it my duty to be me, my authentic self. I am me, and I'm going to go forward in that design, developing the uniqueness of who I am, ultimately showing the world the sum total of the greatness of God that is found within me. That's how we survive in this moment. You see, we live in an age that's just, it's, it's just filled with so many images. Everyone telling us who we are, who we should be, what we should like, 
where we should go, what we should say. But the Word of God is telling us today, don't bow. It doesn't matter what threats come your way. The God that you serve is able to deliver you. And if He chooses not to deliver by divine prerogative, it's not because He cannot. Maybe what it means is He's going to show you a greater measure of deliverance inside the fire. But make up in your mind, I will not bow. I will stay true to who I am. I extend my hands to you right now as you're watching whatever time zone, whatever day of the week that you turn on this great experience. And I declare that you are fearfully, you are wonderfully made in the image of an awesome God. I declare that there is none like you in all the earth. There has never been you and there will never be another you. You are unique as a creation of God. And I declare that you're going to come to the knowledge both of who God is and who you are, that you're going to admire the goodness of God at work in you. You're going to appreciate how great God has made you. And you're going to address yourself in faith, speaking life over your own life, speaking your destiny out of your own lips and watch God give you the things that you say. And I declare that before you finish this life, you're going to be who God has made you to be. That is the word of God. And I declare it to be so in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm excited to see what you become. I'm excited to walk with you in the uniqueness of who you are. But listen, there's one more message in this series, the survival kit. And next week, I'm going to share a very personal message. It's called staying alive. And I'm going to use the words of King David, I shall not die, but I shall live. I'm going to cover topics such as suicide, getting to that place of despair. And I'm going to show you how to survive, how to live, how to see life as a gift, how to see yourself as a gift, and how to make sure that we live to honor the gift giver. But until then, I like me, I love me, and I am me. And I declare the same for you in Jesus' name. I'll see you next time.